Hello, and welcome to the Doug Zone. It's just me today. Uh, Jillian has been fired for uh, not giving me the password to the Instagram account. I didn't think this bit out. Um, Jillian's not feeling well. Uh, she's been under the weather. Uh, I think she is still not capable of speech, which makes recording a podcast somewhat difficult. Uh, last I checked. So it's just me. We're going to be doing a quick little thing. I figured I'd still slop out some content for you. Disgusting hogs. I love you all. Um, and yeah, I, it didn't feel right to watch a Doug video without Jillian to discuss it with. So this is going to be probably a little more rambling, less structured. It'll be a quick thing. Um, yeah, I I got a job finally. The longtime followers of that saga can finally rest easy knowing that I have found employment. Uh, it's a call center. Honestly, it is shaping up to be a very easy job. I have not worked for it very long. I only just did the training and all that yesterday. But then they had me on the phones making calls, and it was... It's very easy. All that there is to it is not getting offended when people don't want to talk to you. And I've had years of practicing that. So, yeah. I was I was going to record with uh, my twin brother, Michael, today, but he had some homework, and so we didn't have much time, and we had some technical issues. So, another time, I suppose. But we'll definitely have him on. It was his first time watching a Doug video. And he, he pointed out something that I think Jillian and I have never actually officially mentioned that I felt was worth worth discussing so that we could I could say that there was some Doug discussion on here today. Uh, and he said that whenever he tells a joke, the camera always stays on him for like a half second too long afterwards. And I started like watching old videos and it's it's so true like you get to see him like settle into his seat after telling the joke uh, it's it's very unsettling to watch when you're looking for it i think it's part of what makes his videos so difficult to watch now as opposed to when i was younger and had no media literacy of any form and didn't understand what good editing looked like um Let's see, what else has been happening lately? Um, I've been feeling very typecast after the polls overwhelmingly stated that I would talk about the Taliban on this episode. After I put out that joke, I was devastated, frankly. And there's so much more to me than that. Um, but that's perfectly all right. I understand. I've made a brand for myself, shouting out the Taliban that early in the show. Probably not a great move for my non-Taliban branding moves. My Talibrand, if you would. Heyo. <laughs> um, should have done something to prepare for this. Uh, this last week, I drove down to Utah. I was hanging out in Provo for a while because Michael got his wisdom teeth taken out. And we figured it was probably best if he had someone else to drive him afterwards. And that someone was me. And I just got us. What a profoundly evil place. I I don't like it. 
I am thoroughly not a fan at this point. I think it is safe to say that. Um, we have alluded to this in the past, but now I am, I am definitely sure that that's the case. Um, he, I got to say, he took it like a champ when he came up from the surgery. Um, I was, I wasn't super loopy. Like I didn't say anything wild, no Doug zone tier statements. Um, but I still had like some trouble walking and I was very drowsy all day. Like I went home and I slept for hours before I felt right again. But he, um, all that was really different about him was he was very talkative for an hour or so. Um, and he wasn't, he didn't even like sleep. He was just fine. Um, and frankly, I'm, I'm not sure what the difference is between the wisdom teeth drugs they give in Utah and the ones they give here. Well, I guess not here, but in Virginia. Cause yeah, in Virginia, I was, I was out. I don't know if I ever, I guess this is as good a time as any to mention the story of my wisdom teeth. I'll give you guys a new haunting tale from my past. I, um, it was, I think it was February, maybe March of this year. Um, I went to the dentist in like January, you know, just an annual checkup type thing while I'm still young enough to have dental insurance without having to pay for it I figure I might as well take advantage of it. Um, and yeah, they were like, yeah, your wisdom teeth are growing in, but it shouldn't be a problem, right? There's no big issue here. And I figured, well, the dentist said that. So clearly they're the experts. We'll wait until the summer because it's way cheaper to get your wisdom teeth taken out in Utah. Um, cause you have to get them taken out before your mission, unless like Michael, they are certain that it will not be an issue. So lots of places do it here. So it's super cheap. <clears throat> it would be, it would have been cheaper for me to book a plane ticket and fly out to Utah and get them taken out here and then fly back than it was to get them taken out in Virginia. So we were like, well, we'll, we'll push it till the summer. Uh, but then about like late February, early March, I started noticing that they were, they were really growing in there. And like, I could like feel them pushing against my cheek. And I was like, Hmm, that's, that's never a good thing. You don't want to be feeling that. But I was like, well, I'm sure this won't cause any long-term problems. So I just sort of kept going. Um, and then a few days later, I woke up and my mouth was filling with blood and I couldn't open it very far without cutting my cheeks because my wisdom teeth were growing in sideways. And at that point, I was like, hmm, well, we should probably do something about this. So I called up my local dentist office because you need to get like a voucher from them saying, yo, his teeth are fucked up before you can actually get them taken out here. Um, so then I waited like three days and all I could do was like drink smoothies. Uh, and I went in and they were like, yeah, that looks like it hurts after they charged me for an x-ray. I was like, I'm so glad I did this. What a, what a good system we have set up here. And then I waited a few more days. <laughs> Come to think of it, I probably lost a lot of weight doing this. Um, no one ever talks about that weight loss method being an incredible pain if you open your mouth. But yeah, I waited a few more days and then we got something actually set up and I was able to get them taken out. And then it was all fine, but they gave me, they gave me like 30 Vicodin pills, which is insane. Like I, I know that rural Appalachia has a problem with 
being a little gung ho when it comes to painkillers, but God damn, that's you. I needed one. And even then I think I really just took it because I was curious to see what it was like to take Vicodin. I could not imagine taking all 30 of those. I, I wanted to, I wanted to keep them as a little treat, but my mother seemed to know what I was getting at there and threw them out. And I was furious. Um, which in retrospect shows it was probably the, the correct move. But yeah, you don't, you don't need that many painkillers. Anyway, they didn't even, they didn't even give them to him out here. They gave him a prescription for like a week's worth. I'm like, yeah, if it's a problem, you can go to a pharmacy and get it. Um, basically what I'm saying is Utah, I might've been a little too harsh on it earlier in this episode. They definitely have their wisdom tooth removal process down pat. They've got that figured out. Even if they don't have anything else figured out. Um, let's see. I haven't even recorded for 10 minutes. I should probably keep going. Let's see. Um, what else have we got? Oh, I think it was, I think we heard about this earlier. Let me look it up. But it was going around Twitter again that there was a, there was a bat on the 2020 quarter. Um, and I know that it's technically, it's not like a Chinese bat, right? It's a Samoan fruit bat. I'm looking at it right now. And, well, the drawing's very creepy, but fruit bats in general, I kind of like them. They're like little foxes, but they hang upside down and fly. But, oh, come on. This is, it's very weird that it happened to begin with. Even if it's not, you know, an actual, even if it's not intentional. Because I think they mentioned that it was happening, like they planned it. Um, Yeah, it was, they were, they were planning it early on i think it was late 2019 they first announced it but you know 2019 is also when they started slashing pandemic funds and stuff like that and i i don't generally subscribe to any pandemic stuff but it's it's very weird i'm not i'm willing to say that and you know it walks like a weird conspiracy duck and talks like a weird conspiracy duck um, maybe QAnon is true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very strange. It's all weird stuff. And I think the fact that so many news agencies were trying to be like, yeah, there's nothing weird going on here. And if you think that it's weird that that happened, then you're actually crazy. I think that's, that's strange. Um, cause even though I don't think there's really any big conspiracy outside of, the government being incompetent and Fauci being a worthless ghoul who doesn't deserve any praise. Um, still very strange, very strange stuff all around. And I don't know. I've been on a conspiracy kick this week. I, uh, I got really into, uh, looking up stuff about Mandalay Bay and all the weird things that happened there. Uh, side note, shout out to Marty for, turning me on to the true and on episode about that it was very good in short uh, i think i think the u.s government is very bad and i think they do bad things a lot of the time and i don't know it's always very it's always funny to me like that the new york times or maybe it was washington post 
I saw this going around Twitter too. They put out like a, a conspiracy quiz. It's like, what, what conspiracy theories do you believe? Do you believe the correct ones? Uh, and the correct ones were like the FBI kept tabs on Martin Luther King and nothing else, which is, it's, it was very weird. It's like they said that Epstein committed suicide um, which is laughably false, but they also like didn't mention that the FBI, you know, murdered Martin Luther King and also tried to get him to kill himself while they were like spying on him. Um, and there were a couple other weird ones like that. I just think it's, that's what really drives me crazy about all this stuff, right? Like is that insistence that if you think there's anything weird going on or that if you think that these agencies that, by their own admission, did evil things back in the sixties, be that like MK ultra or trying to murder some of the most influential civil rights leaders of the sixties. Like, yeah, well they, they did all that stuff, but then they stopped being evil in 2016 when Trump became president. And then the FBI, you know, became full of heroes who wanted to stop Trump. I don't know. They like, it's all very strange. I haven't thought about any of this. And I probably won't listen to it again. So if this is all insane, like, just join the Discord. Um, it's in our pinned tweet at Doug's Own Cast on Twitter. Uh, shoot me a message. Tell me I'm sounding crazy right now. But I don't know. I think it's, I don't like the way that you can't even suggest that the FBI or the CIA are up to evil things without getting, you know, sort of thrown in with, the crazies who think that QAnon is true. Uh, and that, that's, that's another thing I've been thinking about. Like QAnon, it's gotta be an op. Like there's no way. Cause now there's, there's no way to talk about like Jeffrey Epstein or, uh, George Soros without seeming like you're either like anti-Semitic or like insane, but like George Soros, he's not a good person. He's a billionaire. I don't think that he's like secretly funding Antifa like the Q guys do, but like something that they mentioned on the true and on episode, actually, like he, he shorted a bunch of stocks like a couple days before the Mandalay Bay shooting. Um, and I don't know. That's, that's, it's a very lucky guess uh, to think, Hmm, I'm sure that stocks in these hotels and casinos will go down in the next week. I don't really know why I know this, but I just, I just have a feeling, just a lucky guess. Uh, and then, you know, a shooting happens. It's like, oops, I made $1.7 million. It's the same as like all the stocks that got shorted right before 9-11. That, that was one of the other conspiracies that they said was, wasn't true. They're like, oh yeah, there's, there's no evidence that the Bush administration allowed 9-11 to happen to pursue a war in the Middle East which is also laughably stupid. Like, I don't know if I think it was all an inside job or there were rockets or whatever, contrary to what I've, I've said on other episodes, but there's definitely something weird going on. Um, I think you should be able to say that the U S government is evil and is doing evil things without being treated like a crazy conspiracy theorist. But, you know, if you even mentioned George Soros, everybody's like, Oh, he must be on some crazy 4chan message boards. And I mean, yeah, but 
those are completely unrelated to where I get my news and politics from. Um, I don't know. I think the CIA has long done things like leak partial truths to unreliable sources. So, you know, people like Alex Jones or whatever, you know, he's right. Maybe one in every 10 times about something. Usually not for the reasons he thinks he is, but he's right about something. And I don't think that's an accident. I think it's so that you can discredit sources like that. It's the same as, you know, before Epstein's arrest. If you tried to talk about Epstein, you were you were called crazy. Um, because, you know, who would believe something so crazy as there is a man with deep, deep ties to U.S. and several other foreign intelligence agencies who is leading a sex trafficking ring and is connected to the most powerful billionaires and politicians in the world, including at least two presidents. No, believe that. Um, I mean, I did, but I'm crazy, so I don't necessarily know if I'm a great source a lot of the time. But then, you know, he got arrested, and it's like, yep, he was doing that completely independent of any uh, deep state operatives or anything like that. Um, I don't know. It's... It's a bad place. The U.S. government does bad things, and they've admitted to doing bad things. And liberals' blind worship of the FBI because it didn't like Trump, I think, blinds them to a lot of things. Like, the, you know, they were all so shocked last month or so when it came out that, like, oh, yeah, there were a ton of FBI informants and operatives at the January 6th riot. It's like, yeah. No shit. That's their job is getting people to do illegal things so that the FBI can either stop them and go, oh, look at this illegal thing we stopped or so that they can go like, well, we I guess we need more funding so we can stop evil things like this in the past. Like every single major domestic threat that America has faced um, in the last like 20 years, it's all been FBI ops like the shoe bomber, the underwear bomber. I want to say the Boston Marathon bomber was tied up with FBI assets. I know that um, the World Trade Center bombing, which is usually overlooked now because of a slightly more notable event that happened to the World Trade Center. I want to say that was that guy was there was an FBI tie to it. And he was like, yeah, hey, they're about to blow up the World Trade Center or at least put a bomb in it. And um the agency like removed him from the case and we're like, no, we're not worried about it. And then, you know, a bomb went off. Um, I don't remember if that one's true. So unlike everything else I've said in this episode, I will, I will not be standing by that. I have presented with other evidence. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just bats on quarters and all this other stuff. It's, it's really weird. And I don't like that you can't say that things are weird. I'm I'm kind of running in circles here. But I don't know. That's what drives me crazy about all these things, is that that blatant ability that they have to like look you in the eyes and go like, no, we're not doing this. And you can't really do anything about it aside from saying, Yeah, you are. I know you're doing it. You're look at look at these all these weird things that have happened. Um Yeah. They're like, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's so many cases like that. There's all these weird things where like weird stuff happens and doesn't line up. 
um, going back to that Turanon episode about Mandalay Bay, I don't remember which one of them said it, but someone said that, you know, there's, there's so many weird things with that case. And it's so weird that it's not ever talked about. Like there's no real national memory of it. So, you know, on some level, even if you don't believe a big crazy conspiracy theory, you have to believe that like it's, it's, it makes no sense to think anything other than at the very least, the casinos don't want people talking about it. And so they've made a concerted effort to make sure people don't. That's why there's no like monuments or whatever. And it's not like a high stakes conspiracy, but it's still a conspiracy of some variety. Right. And I don't know, even saying something like that, while I think it stands to reason and most people would believe it or agree with it on some level when they really hear you out. Um, you know, like Washington post writers would think that you're, you're a dangerous extremist who's on their way to a QAnon thing. And you say that when you point out like his younger brother who was like, yeah, this is very weird. He, he wouldn't have done that. And then like his house burned down and the FBI was like, oh yeah, we found a computer with like terabytes of child porn on it that he supposedly downloaded at a time when he didn't have internet access and then quietly dropped the case. Like, I don't know. It's just that case in particular, but so many things. It's, it's just very weird. And I think the idea, lots of people are like, you know, you really think the government could pull something like that off perfectly? No, I don't think it could pull it off perfectly. Every single one of these things has like holes in it. It's just, they can do it, right? Like the, uh, the Sirhan Sirhan guy who allegedly shot RFK, even though there's, there's too many bullet holes for it to just have been him. And there were like people spotted, spotted running away saying like, we killed Robert Kennedy. But you know, if you, if you say that someone else did something, you're, you're viewed as crazy. I don't know. I think all of these conspiracies, none of them are perfect. They all have holes in them. They all have weird things that happen. Um, like, you know, like the, that one video of the guy in like a suit and dark glasses who was standing behind an interviewer, uh, right after 9-11. The guy was like, yeah, the plant, the tower collapsed mostly due to structural damage, which is a very normal and sane thing that you'd say right after witnessing a terrorist attack. And the reporter's like, hey, what's the deal with the guy behind you? He's like, oh, I'm just here to make sure that everything goes correctly. I don't remember what he said, but it was something very weird. And he like avoided the question and seemed to basically say like, I'm just here to make sure no one says something they're not supposed to. Or all the all of the witnesses who said like there were multiple buildings that got shot up the night of the Mandalay Bay shooting. And then the next day, everything was hunky dory, perfectly fine. Or the, the people at the airport were like, there's, there's an active shooter on the runway. And then later said, Oh no, it was just FBI agents on the runway. Even though the FBI said that there were no agents on the runway that day. Like none of these conspiracies go down perfectly. They're all full of holes. It's just that, enough people are convinced not to look into it that no one can ever put all the holes together. Um, God damn it. This was supposed to be about Doug. Um, well, I guess it wasn't. I didn't really watch a video. Uh, the video I sent Michael was, um, it was his review for a goofy movie. Um, 
And I, I did that one because I was just sort of doing what I do whenever I want to choose these things and idly scrolling through the list and clicking on things. Um, and I saw, I think it was like 11 reviews I will never do. And number 11 was Watership Down. And he held true to that one because I searched it right after I saw that that's what it was. But then number 10 was a Goofy movie. And I searched that one and like six years after he uploaded that video, he uploaded a review of the Goofy movie. So I guess the well was starting to run dry or something, or he just forgot that that video existed. Um, it was a weird review. He, um, he keeps asking, he's pointing out that like, you know, they're all wearing gloves and how weird that is. Um, and I don't know if this is super well known, but like the, the gloves for Mickey are rooted in minstrel show iconography. Like they help make the animation stand out a little bit because, you know, Mickey has little black arms, but like the, uh, the goofy clothing and the big old smiles and just even the design of the face. If you look at it, how it's like almost looks like something was painted on over his skin to show the little mouse face. Uh, it's, it's all rooted in minstrel shows. And there's even, there's an old Mickey Mouse cartoon where they like, they all dress up in blackface and perform. I think it's uncle Tom's cabin. Um, and it, it's very weird uh, to watch now because it feels like a classic Mickey Mouse cartoon because it is. So there's like the cute little noodly arms and the animations. And then all of a sudden, like their cow friend, like paints his face black and has like bright lips. And then Mickey does the same thing. Um but all throughout, there's like cute little sight gags. So you don't even notice it. And then all of a sudden, Mickey's in blackface dancing with Minnie. Wow. This like obscenely racist, like caricature in the background sings uh, Dixie. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's insane to watch now. Um, I, if you, uh, if I was a good podcaster and had planned this, I might've made it so that I could make some overarching theme about how. I don't know. You can't talk about Disney's racism or something much like you can't talk about things like that, but that doesn't make sense. You can. And I didn't plan this at all. I'm just kind of, this is very free form. I'm just kind of rambling and drink some water real quick. If there's a moment of silence, that's why. Man, carrying a, uh, a solo podcast is much harder than carrying a podcast with another person to bounce off of. Um, I probably should have actually watched a video to talk about. might have helped move things along. You know what? I'll, I'll just talk about his review of the Goofy movie. It's, um, it, was a, it was a fairly middling review, honestly, if I had to break my word of honor like Doug did. I probably would have made a better video so that it was like worth breaking. Um... But yeah, it's a fairly standard review. I don't know why so many people like this movie. I think it's it's not great. It's kind of cringy. Um, it's it was trying to be very hip, which I think Doug himself touches on. You know their their efforts to be hip and cool. Um, and I can't imagine it went well in the '90s, but it really doesn't work now because it's it's trying to be a kind of hip that isn't even cool in a retro way yet um because we're as a culture we're still very much trapped in the 80s you don't see much 90s nostalgia um even though 
this time about 10 years ago, I'd say is when the eighties nostalgia really started hitting. Cause you had like remakes of transformers and teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Um, and things like stranger things weren't on the air yet, but just aesthetically, I think we were starting to move into the eighties. Um, and well, I mean, you know, both, uh, before and after the 2020 election, we could say, you know, you had a racist neoliberal whose brain was rotting in office, just like in the eighties. Uh, shout out my boy, Ronald Reagan. Um, oh yeah. They mentioned, they mentioned him. Uh, they said that they said something about like how the Iran Contra deal wasn't actually real. Cause they like switched up the wording just slightly where they said that, uh, Reagan was like funding revolutionaries as opposed to, you know, Contra revolutionaries or something like that. The Washington Post piece was very weird. I, m- I might see if I can dig it back up and send it to the uh, the Discord. But um, yeah, anyway, the, the video, it's a fairly normal video. He does talk about like the, the, it gets, the movie gets weirdly dark at points. Like there's these creepy, like animated shots that he'll, I think he sort of ruins the creepiness of them by like, doing a thing where he like zooms in on it and like plays creepy music and slows it down. But I don't know. There's, there's very weird frames, like these creepy, like close ups on children making weird faces and stuff like that. Uh, and there's a scene where like the principal says to goofy that his son will get the electric chair. If he doesn't start acting up, if he doesn't start acting right. Um, which, you know, is an insane thing to say, even, if your movie is trying to be like, yo, look at this, this harsh, this harsh teacher who doesn't get it or principal or whatever he is. Um, but yeah. So then anyway, the premise of the movie is goofy and his son go on a road trip. Uh, hijinks ensue. Um, I don't know. Doug's video is fairly middling. This was not one of the greats. Like I said, um, there is a, there's a weird, thing that he points out where they um they go to this like possum themed park and a guy in a possum costume rolls up to them which is weird in a world where animals can talk to dress up like another animal um but i guess considering that mickey's done blackface it's not the most offensive form of appropriation he's done um let me see i'm i'm skipping through the video on mute right now trying to see if there's anything else i could do oh yeah there's (laughs) a really really so Doug seems to really like this movie actually. Um, and he goes like, Oh, this movie's making me cry. And then it cuts to an ad for a gene company. And it's like almost all just shots of his like ass and, and crotch. Uh, and then like these occasional like close-ups on his thighs and they'll cut to like clips, uh, they'll cut to like screenshots from the website. Um, it's very weird because it seems like he's trying to like own that it's a sort of funny way to promote it by going like, Oh, look at my ass. Isn't this weird? But it, it just feels very strange. It was very weird vibes all the way through to like cut to uh, a YouTube ad and then to his promoted ad. And then just all these like shots of Doug Walker's ass. Cause you never see it. It's very strange to have Doug Walker of all people promote your genes because in nine 9.5 out of 10 videos he's he's seated he's at a desk you you see him from the waist up that's that's all you see is his iconic 
uh, jacket, t-shirt, tie, and hat. And of course, the glasses, because he is that guy with the glasses, as we've mentioned before. Uh, it's a very weird ad. It's not as weird as the one where he like just does a weird radio voice for two minutes. I don't remember what video that was, but that's still, I think, weirder just because it goes on for so long and there it's completely static. Um, but yeah, anyways, the movie goes on. There's like, there's a weird scene where like Pete tells Goofy that his son doesn't love or respect him, uh, which is a little bit intense, I think. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's all very strange. You know what? I might, I might dip into the comments just for old time's sake. See if we can fill a bit more airtime there. Cause it looks like I've gone, let's see, a little over a half hour. Um, and I don't want, I didn't want it to feel so short that you guys felt like you were cheated out of content, but I also don't want it to feel like I'm just filling the air with bullshit any more than I already am. Uh, so let's just, I'm just going to start reading comments. I'm not even going to look at them. So that way you guys don't have to listen while I scroll in silence. Cause usually, you know, when there's two people, you can do the scrolling part while someone else is talking about one or something. Uh, let's see. Cameron Lane says, uh, this was a year ago. Growing up. Come on, Goofy. The concert means a lot to Max. As an adult. Come on, Max. This trip means a lot to Goofy. Which I, I think that's a very powerful message. We all learned something here. A lot of these comments seem to be taking it very, very seriously. Um, and then, you know, the classic, any nostalgia critic comment section will have just quotes from the video and like laughing, crying emojis. Um, let's see. I said I wouldn't scroll in silence, but I kind of am. Cause I don't want to read just like filler. Uh, I do not know this guy's name cause it is in Chinese characters looks like, or maybe that's Korean. Nope. That is, those are Chinese characters. Korean is a little more, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it doesn't look like that. That's Chinese. Anyway, he said all Max and Goofy had to do in all caps. Uh, and then in lower caps was agree to slightly postpone the trip. Everyone wins. Because, uh, yeah, they go on a road trip, hijinks ensue. Very good point from him. If they just slightly postponed the trip, Max wouldn't have had to lie to his girlfriend, uh, which in the end is completely fine. Uh, the movie doesn't really have much going on. There's lots of comments pointing out the same thing that Doug did, which is that in one scene, uh, they're playing like a guess who or 20 questions type of thing. And Goofy says, Goofy guesses Walt Disney. Um, which is very weird. They're all aware Walt Disney exists in this universe. I don't know if he's like their God or something. Um, yeah, let's see. Someone mentions kingdom hearts. Let's see. I'll, I'll read this one for coach. He can tell me what it means because of kingdom hearts. It kind of warms my heart that Max says Donald is goofy's best friend, even if it was true before kingdom hearts, LOL. So I guess, Goofy and Donald are close in Kingdom Hearts. I think there's like 17 of them now. No, I think that, that's Final Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts only has like four, right? Because Kingdom Hearts 4 was the bad one. I don't know. Write in. Because um, I I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. I, I, I saw a bunch of YouTube videos about how the new one was bad, but that's all I really know. Um, Lottle 
commented two years ago. Two things, semicolon. One, a movie would be a Seinfeld movie. Two, Max has too much wet dreams. Uh, and I'm not sure what he's getting at here, but it has 140 likes, so he's doing something right. Um, um, let's see. He, Doug made a joke about puppy love because Max and the girl he likes are both dogs, and a lot of comments really thought that was funny. Like that one killed with his with his fan base. Um, yeah, he, he he goes on a lot throughout the video talking about how cute they are together. And I didn't I didn't think they were. I thought it was a little bit weird, kind of uncomfortable. Um, but I also think I don't blame the movie for that, honestly. I think most kids' movies will struggle to have a romance plot that feels authentic and earned. Um, I'm not saying none of them can. I'm sure there's a few. I'm just not really thinking of them. But, you know, if your main goal is to have, like, a fun adventure, you're going to have to shoehorn in the romantic side plot if she's not there for most of the movie. So I don't necessarily blame it. Um, oh, actually, what a coincidence. Uh, Smith Wesson disagrees with me. Uh, three years ago, he commented, I wasn't born when this movie came out, but after watching it, I can say the relationship between Max and Roxanne definitely feels like a realistic high school crush. Both of them are really shy, but they do share some chemistry. It's sad that they weren't together by the time an extremely goofy movie came out. We all would have loved to see how their relationship developed since the first movie. Um, and yeah, that is actually, that is actually a good point. Um, in the sequel, the extremely goofy movie, which I've also seen, it's, also very strange. I think in that movie, actually, there is a line where someone mentions that they're always wearing gloves. Uh, so callback to earlier in the episode. Hey, oh, look at that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not super great, but yeah, Max and, uh, Max, I think it's Roxanne. Yeah. Roxanne, uh, the girl he's interested in, they are not together at that point. We don't see her mentioned. Um, so I guess in that regard, it is realistic to a high school romance. Because uh, it is over by the time high school is. Um, whew. Honestly, my high school relationships weren't nearly as bad as some of the other ones I've talked about on this cast. Um, one of them wasn't good, but I really... It was one of those things, you know, you realize afterwards, you're like, oh, you were definitely cheating on me. Um, but my first breakup was very amicable. I don't know, I think I was lucky in that regard. Uh, I waited until college to go insane and date lunatics. <laughs> um, but, you know, I guess I mostly hold the blame for that. Uh, someone else timestamped to a shot of the map of this and said that Max and Goofy live in Ohio, which is interesting. Yeah, because when I'm looking at this map, these states are sort of shaped the way ours are, but they're also very different. Um, the colors don't seem to correlate to the borders at all. And Louisiana looks different, but yeah, it is definitely, it is a clearly Ohio-shaped state that they are in. Um, oh, wait a minute, hang on. Let's look at the bottom of this map here now. I'm just doing some investigating. And at the bottom of the map is written, this map belongs to Walter P. Goofy, which is crossed out. And then underneath it, Benjamin Goofy. 
That is crossed out, and it says all Goofies. Is it ever... Do we ever learn Goofy's first name? Is his first name Benjamin? I don't know. Much to consider. I think I might leave you guys on that. I'm just going to scroll through uh, some other comments real quick and just see... Oh, yes. One of the other plots is there's, like, a pop star who seems to be, like, a combination between, like, Prince and Michael Jackson-type character. Um, and his name is Powerline. And Scott Johnson commented two years ago, Powerline is a more legitimate musician than most, quote, musicians nowadays. Which, go off, Scott. And the only comment is Billie Eilish, dot, dot, dot. So, much to consider there. Um, Stan Powerline, Stan Twice. Uh, what a great theme song we have. Right, folks? I am um, really banking on it being included this time. Skillshy, I'm very sorry for not having it last time after we discussed the theme song. Um, at length, um, we did not remember to include it. We should this time. Uh, if not, the blame rests solely on uh, Jillian's shoulders. I'm going to throw her under the bus because she is not here to defend herself. Um, so let's see. We've left the Doug zone. We've left the conspiracy zone. Uh, we're entering the plug zone. I mentioned it before. Follow the Doug zone on Twitter at DougZoneCast. I believe our spot, I mean, not our Spotify, our Instagram handle is the exact same. Let me take a look at that real quick. Doug Zone Cast. Yes. Doug Zone Cast there as well. Um, so follow that. That one is run by Jillian. So any posts you see there, I had nothing to do with. So if you were horrified and disgusted by what you saw today or heard today, I guess, uh, just know uh, you can still follow the Instagram in good conscience. Uh, the Twitter is equal parts me and Jillian. Izzy still cannot tell the difference between our posts. She still has to message me and ask. Sometimes she's getting them, but usually she has to ask. Uh, join our Discord. It is in our pinned tweet on the Twitter. Uh, follow us on whatever it is that you're using to listen right now. Maybe another platform too, you know, if you're feeling generous. Um... Give us a review on iTunes. Um, I know that we're still, we still got the old art on there. I made that. So if you're on iTunes, uh, hey, leave a review and say how much you like the old art that is still your art. Uh, and if you're on any other um, platform, then the art you are seeing right now was made by Ethan, friend of the show, former guest. Uh, go listen to the Ethan episode. Follow uh, at KidSquidBeats. Uh, not Squid Kid, like Jillian always says. Uh, they discuss this at length on Bad Boy Crimes. So listen to Bad Boy Crimes, too. Um, I think that does it plug-wise. Uh, please continue to pray for Ben Garrison. I think he's still sick. He's still cranking out content. He's got some good things going. Um, he's, he's, post he's mad about the Southwest Airlines is the latest thing, because they did like a vaccine mandate, I think is what it was. I, didn't, I'm not, I haven't really been following that super closely. I know it was um, making... It made some travel. Goodness. I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, I remember. It was going to 
caused some trouble for Izzy. She was worried that strikes over vaccination might cause trouble with her flight. But it didn't. Uh, she should still be good. Um, actually, I might, I might touch on that very briefly. I'm generally hesitant to endorse strike breaking of any variety, even if it's over something like a vaccine mandate, which I don't think is a valid reason to strike. But if I remember right, I don't think they officially went on strike, actually. I think it's just kind of people refusing to go to work. But regardless, I've seen some weird things. I've also seen it when it comes to vaccinations in particular. A lot of people have been like, oh, can we just deny these people healthcare already? And it's a lot of like people on the left who are saying things like that. I think it's very, it's, it's more of the libs, honestly, than the full on leftists, but I've seen the full on leftists do it too. And I think it's, it's a worrying impulse to have like that willingness to throw someone under the bus so quickly because they didn't do something, even if it's not something good. You know, if you're on the left and you believe in universal health care, I think you, you should mean universal health care, not universal health care for everyone who, you know, does the right thing. If you're a bad person, you still deserve health care. But that's just my two cents. Throwing that in at the end. Uh, don't know why I did that. But yeah, universal health care. It's a good thing. We should have it. Um, yeah, follow us on all the places I mentioned before. Uh, leave us five stars on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Sorry that this one was a little bit weird, a little bit solo. Jillian will hopefully be back with us next week. Um, even if she's still feeling under the weather, Izzy will be visiting. So she's going to be on a little spoiler for our next guest. So we're going to have Izzy on next episode. So regardless of whether Jillian's on, I'll have another, I'll have someone with me. And I imagine Jillian will be feeling better. Uh, yeah. Join the discord. Say you hope Jillian is okay. Um, <laughs> or you, you hope Jillian gets better, is what I meant to say. Um, and yeah, we should be back to normal operations next week. Uh, at some point soon, we will be having Jillian's roommate on for the much-anticipated Christian episode. It was going to be this week before, obviously, illness got in the way. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that one. It's going to be a bit different. Uh, a bit more structured than this one, so not this kind of a bit different. But that one will be really fun too. Um, and yeah, so if this is if this was your first episode listening, I should have mentioned this at the beginning. This should not be your first episode. Don't listen to this one if you haven't. Well, I guess at this point it's too late. Um, but yeah, this shouldn't be your first episode. If this was your first episode, though, know that normally there's another host and we're funny. It's not just me saying 9-11 was an inside job. I don't remember if I did that or not. I hope I didn't. I'm not going to re-listen, so we will not know. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, if you're here. I don't know why you stuck with it, but I'm glad you did. Uh, and we will see you next week. It'll be an, It'll be back to your normal content. I don't necessarily know if I want to say it's good content, but we'll be back to the content we are normally putting out. So if you liked that brand of content, stick around for another week and uh, you'll be getting it. Uh, thank you for listening. I love you, each of you, uh, deeply and personally. Um, I am deeply in love with each of you, each and every one of you, even and especially the ones I have had no interactions with. 
keep those parasocial relationships going. You're special. And I'm glad you listen. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, hail Doug. Bazinga.